Hello, welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia, episode 212. I'm your host, Jacob Russ, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ryan Black and Joshua Taylor, and we are back, and we are playing with power. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? We are doing just fine, I'm, I believe, to speak for everybody. I'm great. <laughs> it's good, good to hear. I know we're starting a little later tonight. It's 10 o'clock, our time EST, uh, a little past that, because we welcome, for the first time to our show, a brand new guest. We have not had a new guest in quite a while, guys. Um, Eric Bailey, welcome to the show, man. How hey, are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Jacob, for having me. Appreciate being around on a podcast. This is fun. We talk to each other yes. about stuff. It's great. <laughs> fun stuff that we, we love, and, and, and it's simple and innocent in today's crazy world. Perfect. Fun to visit. <laughs> cool. Well, um, so, Eric, yeah, uh, we're about to... I don't think we should waste any time. We told you about it before just a little bit ago, but let's get into what we've been radical rexing about. <laughs> oh, well, Eric, uh, let's start with you. Yeah. So the thing I'm excited about is I have a daughter who is five years old. She's actually nearly six, and she is learning how to read. And for someone like me, that is really cool. Like when we do bedtime stories, it used to be me telling her stories. Now I can put a book in front of her. Yeah. And she has to sound it out, oh, wow. and it takes a while, but she is really learning how to read, and that's cool for me. That's what excites me right now in life. That's awesome. Isn't it just like shocking and mind blowing to remember what they were? You know, it is um, surreal. Yeah. Oh man, it is. My daughter just turned four a couple, ah, couple cool. about, a, about a month ago or so. Yeah, a little more than a month, but she turned four, and um, I mean, I'm just amazed, and it makes me tear up when I see her. I I, I had a surreal moment today. It's as simple as this, but. She likes to get the mail. So when I got home, I dropped her off at the end of the driveway. Uh, it's a long drive, a little bit of a long, longer driveway. And uh, she's like, all right, Dad, go pull in next to the house. So she told me. <laughs> and when I pulled in, she opens the mailbox and gets the mail. And she's walking on up and holds that mail tightly to her chest and her little coat. And <laughs> it just melts my heart as her father because it's just like, man. You know, this little kid's growing up, and she's so proud that she got that mail and brought it up to the house for Dad, you know? And um, it's little things like that that really just put a smile on your face, what you know? What a beautiful example of wholesome joy. <laughs> just a little thing you can appreciate and be happy about. I love it. Amen, man. Amen. I love it. Thank you. Um, anything else that's got you excited as of late? Uh, nope. Just the kids. Can't beat that. That's good. Some people, their kids are not bringing them joy. That's true. So. Yeah. No, mine are definitely <laughs> a blessing. Good, good deal. Uh, well, uh, Josh, you know, what about you? Uh, you haven't been on really much in a while, so why don't we swing over to you? Yeah, I've been lazy. Um, well, I, I guess kind of to tie in what you all were just talking about, actually, uh, my daughter, you know, turned six, six fairly re well. Actually, shoot, it's already October, isn't it? That was back yeah. in July. Anyhow, um, she's she's been, you know, learning how to read and things like that. Um, so that's been fun. And uh, to tie it back into gaming even a little bit, we've been reading. We've been playing Mario Galaxy some, and I've let her read some of that story, you know, that, that Rosalina reads also. Yeah. That's been kind of fun. Um, but 
but yeah, that's that's definitely something special and something kind of worrisome when me and the wife are trying to spell things back and forth to each other and she's starting to figure it out. You can't hide <laughs> anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, outside of that, um, really, I guess in the, in the gaming space of things with working from home still and um, not knowing exactly what to do, maybe in a, the most productive of ways, um, been kind of gaming a decent bit. Hopping around a lot. Crash 4 has been pretty awesome. Um, I actually dabbed a little bit in Chrono Trigger. It's my first time poking at that game. Um, I'm reviewing Oddworld, new and tasty, the Switch port of it. It doesn't come out for a few more weeks, I believe. But that's been interesting. Can't talk too much about that, though. Um, And we've been planning out, uh, what was it, almost like two months now. Almost every Sunday night, we've had a group of four of us playing Fortune Street on the Wii. Um, so that's kind of those, one of those weird otter or older odd games that I don't feel like very many people talk about and it's still pretty good. I wish they would bring it back to switch. Um, outside of that, really, Ooh, I, w- I will say, you know, again, being locked up so much, I love getting out. And we finally, we, we went to this place called ice cream and it's in Ripley, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's like this horror themed ice cream kind of shop. And it's almost hard to describe without showing it to you. But uh, it's nothing like too freak. Well, I was getting earnest. It's nothing like too overly freaky. You know, it's pretty family friendly. But in the restroom, there is like this clown staring directly at the toilet. And that was that was uncomfortable. <laughs> but no, I mean, it just it was just one of those fun things. We got to go as just, you know, as us, our family of three. And that was just fantastic to get out. And we got, they have these specialty things. I got this big Goonies milkshake thing. It was just good to finally go do something again. Because I, I don't like being locked up in the house like this for too long. But, yeah, anyhow, that's about all I got going on. Joshua, real quick, props on the Battletoads hat. That is really sick and cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I had to get something. I, I think I got this on the Rare website. Well, they're back, and... Hopefully that game keeps selling and yeah, and if it does, yeah. please get some, yeah, bring it to the Switch. I think it could happen. It's good. It's a good. <laughs> um, Ryan, what about you, brother? How are you doing, man? Well, uh, today was a really big day for me. Uh, I did have my interview, and I think it went pretty well. Um, I really awesome. hope that uh, you know they they choose me. That they're filling three positions, and I was definitely a very uh, very tempting uh, candidate. Uh, with all of my experience I have with their ecosystem and just, you know, working with them in general from my current job. Um, so I, and I think that there's, I've got a good leg up there. I'm just hoping that they choose me as one of the three and then I can start working, working there remotely and then start getting things, start saving for things and paying for things that need to be paid for and all that fun stuff. We know COVID's kind of, kind of dragged us, uh, dragged us back financially. So we're ready to pick things up again. Um, so, um, and other than that, that really cool interview that I got today, um, I've been playing, uh, I just finished, played and finished the, uh, Pokemon TCG on, uh, the virtual console on the 3DS. So I'm playing my 3DS again, strangely enough. It's so weird to say. <laughs> and then like, you know, I'm like, it, it's all you guys' fault. You guys got me into, you know, playing Federation Force with you guys. And so then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to pop on the eShop, see if there's anything that I don't have that I really want. And then there was that TCG right there. So I picked that up and then... After a bit, I was like, you know what? 
I need to play Metroid Samus Returns again. So I've been playing through that um, and enjoying it a lot. Um, you know, we just recently had the Super Metroid episode, and uh, so kind of getting hyped for all the different Metroid stuff, and then, you know, hopefully soon we'll get some new Metroid news uh, in the form of a 2D or 3D Metroid, you know, Metroid Prime Info mm-hmm. information or whatever. Um, but I'm really Please. excited for um, everything Metroid right now. Um, so, yeah, uh, things are looking pretty good. Um, and then, let's see if there's anything else gaming of note that I've been doing. Um, I know I played a little bit on the Switch, but nothing, like, too big or fancy. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, you know, do my usual dual links, trying to get a little bit of stream in here and there. I did start up Fragile Dreams, and I think um, I'm going to actually stream it uh, before the end of this month and, uh, you know, show some of the intro stuff. It's a really, really cool game. Nice. I forgot how good it was. Um, I started playing. I'm like, wow, this is this is great. Like the story and everything, it's very moving, and and I'm excited to kind of show show people that game. Neat, very cool, man. Well, I'm glad your interview went well, and I'm, we're all hoping and praying good things for you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, um, myself. What have I been radical excellent about? I actually, for the first time, I actually have a lot. Um, Last Friday, I had, because my birthday, is my 30th, the big 3 is this coming Thursday. Um, so last Friday, we had, oh, not all of you guys could be there, obviously, but um, I we had some of our NOSCAR guys, guys who help us with our, our show and whatnot, and um, they, uh, Tom, Kyle, and Traven got to come over to my place. My landlords are not home, so we actually have, like, the whole place to myself. Um, and, uh, we just ordered a bunch of pizza and, and nachos and, um, and just junk food. And we just hung out. Um, it was actually really cool. We spent like two hours because Tom, uh, people don't know Tom, he's been on our show. Tom's actually a pastor as well. And Tom like went on a preaching rant for almost two hours and like <laughs> really dived into, um, like scripture and it was just totally impromptu just from regular conversation and, um, and it was, man, I was just like, I didn't, I had a, I didn't want him to stop, but I was afraid we were going to play any video games. So I was just <laughs> kind of like, all right, well, after two hours in, we're like, well, I, <laughs> you said something about like, I don't know, like, uh, the disciples and, and the Pharisees, we were getting into all that stuff. And, and I said, they said, settle it and smash. Right. You know, that's what Jesus <laughs> said to the Pharisees or something like that, which segued us into um, me downloading Steve finally for Smash Bros Ultimate, and we just played Smash for a couple hours, and um, then went about our ways. But um, it was fun. It was great to see the guys. We haven't had any game nights at all because of COVID, and and because of my own life circumstances as well too um, over the past year. But it was fun, and uh, really appreciated everyone who could come. And uh, we Traven got me uh, some eShop money, and I ended up getting Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And is that what it's called, Will of Wisps? Um, I'm getting them confused. Is that the first or the second one? The second one. <laughs> second one. Life yeah. Force yeah. is the first one. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, and I good games. I bought Moon. It's like a JRPG from the PlayStation days um but it was what highly inspired undertale um one of the other games and uh i i haven't really played much of it but i see exactly why because it's all about basically moon i've only played a little bit i I don't know if have you guys played moon at all or heard about it much i've heard it's an anti-rpg but i haven't played it myself 
Yeah, which is kind of like right up my alley because I don't, don't like, like RPGs, RPGs very much. <laughs> Um, which is why I loved Undertale because it was like not your typical RPG. It was so different, you know, um, and it really hooked me. Not to mention the story to music, but um, yeah, it's basically like you. The whole intro tutorial, which I pretty much got through, is you playing as a knight and you uh, you're basically just pummeling through everything. You kill the dog. You kill the random creature that just came around the corner like you're just killing everything for no reason and it's like um basically your character has to come back and like heal all the wreck that the hero did huh you, you know. know um because you know and in, in, in rpgs you gotta like grind you gotta kill things for no reason to build your level up and and they kind of like take the twist on that as the hero's actually ultimately the bad guy he from everything he destroyed to kill the big bad dragon He's more of a villain than he is a hero. Uh, so you have to come in and kind of heal everything. So I'm not very far into it. Um, but, and it's definitely, you can see that it's definitely a PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. Like the graphics and the way that the characters move and stuff. But I'm very interested. Um, I mean, the whole thing is about loving your your enemies. And that's what you do in, in Undertale. You gotta, you know spoilers you can either kill them or you can um find your way out of the fight and love them you know so um to show mercy whatever but uh i so i'm excited to really play that one a little bit more and then just tonight before we were uh getting on here to record i finally turned on ori um and you know i can already tell i heard people talk about you know like with the first ori i got it last year and i really liked it um but I won't I won't lie, like it was good, but it was just it wasn't as good as I felt like everyone hyped it up to be. Like I felt like the first story everyone was like, it's amazing, it's just like Super Metroid and Yeah, it was it was fine, but nothing about it really blew blew me away. Um but the next one they say like this one kicks the other one in in in, in the head and makes it look like it's garbage, you know? And um I've only played like maybe 20-ish, 30-ish minutes of it. Um, and so far, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, there's already, you can tell, but just how successful the first one was, you can tell they got a major budget upgrade for this new one. Um, and I see that. I see there's a lot more cutscenes. There's a lot more like, the. I can just tell in the art, it looks so much more brighter and so much more alive. It's really, really cool. Um, and even the way... I just got before I stopped here or where I paused, I just got like my first like actual attack upgrade and it just feels so good. Um, And the first one you have like your first attack is kind of like this little electric current that like will shock whatever's around you. Um, Never felt satisfying. This one feels satisfying. It feels like you kind of like Kirby, you know, um, he's got the long stick and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? He he just and, and, well he's got a million power power ups, but yeah, it just kind of feels like that. Like he, it's just really satisfying when you hit your enemies with this this move. So um, I'm liking it. I, uh, I I escaped a a wolf and had to smack his face with a fire torch, which was pretty cool uh, and pretty intimidating too. Like again, it was just out of nowhere. Um, I think there's a lot more boss fights in this game, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Whereas the first one only had like one, 
<laughs> I think it was like one main boss mm-hmm. fight. But um, so that's really cool. So I'm excited to dive into those. Um, yeah, I downloaded Steve. Steve's fun. I'm not going to play with him much. I'm not good with him at all. But I'm actually not good at the game anymore in general. <laughs> I, I've, I've realized because I never play. When you don't play, you just fall behind. Um, but, and then, yeah, my actual birthday is coming Thursday. So finally getting Mario All-Stars. My girlfriend got it for me way back when it came out. Um, but making me wait till my actual birthday. So, so I'm going to play, play that. I'm excited, excited to dive in. And, uh, oh, I had a great date with my girlfriend on Sunday, which is awesome. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, you know, just going to hang out with my family next Saturday for my birthday. So I'm 30. I'm, I'm, I hope I get my walker that I asked for <laughs> for my birthday. birthday. Um, I'm, I'm finally there, there guys. guys. <laughs> Welcome to the club. The, yeah. I, mm-hmm. The baby of the show has finally grown up. <laughs> I'm the youngest on this show here. So, But yeah, that's what I'm Radical Rection about. I know that's a lot, but that's good because I actually haven't been Radical Rection that much in general lately. So... Um, but besides all that, guys, I really think we should just start segueing into the topic at hand. Today's topic, uh, I got to choose because this episode is going to air on my birthday this Thursday, October 22nd. Um, and I, we were like, what would be a fun topic? Typically, we like to keep all the month of October spooky themed. Um, and, you know, this isn't necessarily not spooky themed, I guess. Uh, I think from what we've seen of the game... Um, was very creepy. creepy. Yeah, uh, I think it's there. So, yeah, yeah. So I felt like you know I'm kind of fitting. Um, but you know we but we wanted to make it fun and, and a little different than what we typically do. So guys, what we're talking about today is a little game that's uh, expecting a sequel soon. Um, uh, you may have heard Breath of, Breath of the Wild. Well, today is our predictions of what we are hoping and expecting of Breath of the Wild too. Well, um, you know, Eric, it, since you are our guest, I would love to invite you first to the, to the floor, floor here. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, maybe go ahead and explain to maybe some of our listeners who haven't, maybe they've not caught up with the times and they haven't seen, like, what do we know of Breath of the Wild 2? Um, and we talked about it being creepy and whatnot. So uh, why don't you just roll us in here, man? Yeah, no problem. I think the important place to start is the context of the original game. It has quite a legacy to live up to. 
I mean, we're talking about a game mm-hmm. that I'm sure many of us put hundreds of hours in. And for a sequel, <clears throat> how much are they going to be faithful to that format or depart from it? That's exciting. And honestly, even the diehard fans waiting on info, drooling for it, we haven't seen a ton. We've right. seen kind of a teaser clip, kind of foreshadowing this new enemy emerging, and maybe a more subterranean, closed-in environment, possibly. That's just conjecture and speculation at this point. And mm-hmm. it's my understanding with the new Hyrule Warriors game, I have no idea what that's going to play in because that was a surprise to a lot of people. We thought, well, there's going to be Breath of the Wild, right. Breath of the Wild 2. That's going to be the Zelda canon for the Switch. And now we got more stuff to work with. So right. that's where we're at. In terms of my prediction, I just want to throw out an opening thought. I don't know where you guys stand in terms of your rankings on the Zelda's. But I'm one Mm -hmm. of those people. I'm one of those people who is a huge Majora's Mask fan. So if if Nintendo is going the direction I hope they're going, kind of similar to how they followed up Ocarina of Time with Majora's Mask, I would love to see something. Not that Breath of the Wild didn't have great story, but it was kind of like environmental storytelling as much as anything. If they could give us something more story-rich... Just this more, I think intimate is a weird word. I don't want to go that strong, but just more of a closed-in kind of story, like really involved, close this generation of Nintendo with this saga ending story of some kind. Just really pull it in a bit. I don't need a world as big. But, of course, now that I say that, they'll probably give us one that's twice as big, but (laughs) something more closed-in, creepy, yeah. Story rich. That's what I'm going to go yeah. with. Okay. What do you guys think about that, Josh? Yeah, I was I was actually thinking, of course, a lot of Majora's Mask and Ocarina, um, how that dynamic worked out with this. And, uh, you know, just going off of that, uh, I don't know, what was it, like 15, 20 seconds of a trailer we did see, it, it does look like it's, probably taking place like in the same Hyrule and the same castle, all of that sort of thing. I mean, for, for the most part, I don't know if you're going to be able to go through all of Hyrule again. I don't think there would be like a huge point to that since I'm guessing it would be the same exact terrain. I, t- I don't know how that will work. Um, I know with like Ocarina of Majora, of course, you're in two completely different worlds. So it's always possible even that that could take place here. Like the trailer we saw, you start out in Hyrule and then you end up in some other land or maybe sort of a um, twilight or a dark world version of Hyrule, so to speak. Um, And maybe maybe that's the sort of direction they're going for. Now, I I will think this will be where where Breath of the Wild, well, granted, it it was completely new to the series, the direction they went with it. But I I would think with this one, they will probably do something a little more experimental um, now that they have sort of set that tone Set you know the the way they did Breath of the Wild work. Now they're going to do something sort of akin to the Moon in Majora's Mask. Maybe not exactly that extreme or that pressing, but I, I'm I'm expecting something different, some sort of gimmick, for lack of a better term. Maybe. Um, oh, how sorry to interject, but how awkward would it be if they were planning on doing a plague storyline? Oh, oh yeah, some disease going through. <laughs> 
I wonder if they continue with it at this point. Yeah, they probably would. They'd probably scrap it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought of that. That's that's kind of an interesting thought. I, I'm actually I'm half expecting Zelda. I, I know a lot of people are expecting her to be playable, but I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're going to give that to us. I know a lot of people want that, and, and I'd be cool with it. But I, I'm almost almost have a feeling when I said something like a gimmick sort of deal that it's got to have something to do with her. Like if you think of spirit tracks, um, I know this is a completely different game, but yeah. you know, she was a big part of that, but you were still link. Like she helped. I'm almost wanting to think maybe I'm just completely making stuff up in my head, but I'm almost wanting to, I could see them doing something akin to that where you're link, but Zelda will play a part in it. You're just not going to be Zelda still. If that makes sense. That's interesting. You know, well, I, I'll, I'll keep my thoughts. Ryan, why don't you, what about you, man? What do you think? What do you think about what uh, Eric said? Um, you know, I, I definitely say, like, there's not a lot to draw from, um, but that's when you can your speculation can run wild. Um, there's so much idea. I like that subtraining idea. Um, I've heard things thrown out where maybe it's, it's now that you've been, like, above Hyrule, you know, maybe mm. now we're going to go below Hyrule in caves, and there, maybe there's stuff underneath. Um, there's talk mm-hmm. of what if this ties into Twilight stuff, you know, maybe there's, mm-hmm. or maybe there's a dark world, a la, you know, Link to the Past. Um, right. You know, there's and also Link Between Worlds. Some people are, are speculating that as well. Um, there's just some, some, some options there. Um, if you have an overlay over, you know, Hyrule, but go into like a Twilight or Dark World, that's, that's a cool thing that could happen. Um, and they, as, as you've seen in Link to the Past, you've seen like, the landscape drastically change. Um, so it'd be kind of cool to see that drastic change in a Zelda game. Um, and, you know, as far as where the story's going, um, it's hard to say, you know, we saw what looked like a, a, uh, a redead, uh, for lack of a better term, a redead Ganondorf, um, and, and, and like weird spiritual hand, um, like, yeah. grasping at him like above like like his chest like pulling him up or something i don't know it's very weird a very weird scene um but definitely a hype hype t- turner and i think we can look a lot to uh you know age of calamity and seeing some characters maybe even seeing some characters that will carry over from this um and that's that's something we can talk about a little bit and you know looking back to the prequel to breath of the wild before looking forward to the mm-hmm. sequel um, and mm-hmm. perhaps that's another topic uh, we can cover, but, um, just in general, yeah. like, um, I, there's, I've got my crazy theories, you know, and, and, uh, there's, there's a lot there, um, that's just, you know, my own musings after thinking all this time, like, you don't know much, not a lot. Um, we know that Zelda has shorter hair, <laughs> um, <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> We know there's a Ganondorf figure. We know that Zelda has shorter hair, and it seems to be there's some, a little bit of time pass at least. Um, it's interesting going back and playing Breath of the Wild and seeing these story hints and story beat hints and stuff of things that weren't tied up in that game. Um, mm-hmm. That will be interesting to see them pick those up in either the prequel or the sequel. Um, and it's weird to talk about both existing in the same, like knowing that both games are in development. <laughs> at the same time, a prequel and a sequel. It's, it's, I don't know of any video game that's done something like that. <laughs> well, um, you know, what I kind of, to follow up with that, um, I definitely got, like, 
creepier vibes. It's I feel like we're definitely going to get a dark, darker story here. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be as mysterious as what Breath of the Wild was. Like when I remember seeing Breath of the Wild, I remember just wanting mm-hmm. to know what happened. Like why is everything in ruin? And now it's more of like there's a mystery to it, but it's different. It's not like what happened. It's like they. I feel like that. The source, they have figured out that there's a source of evil that is still alive that brought all that brought calamity again into the surface, and they figured that out, and that's what they're looking for. Um, and uh, talking about like the hooks you think will have, you know, people wanted temples from that's something we that was lacking from the, that game. People want back the original temples. I could see different segments. I, you know, like we'll be in, cause they talked about, you'll be in the same overall world of Hyrule. Um, so I think you'll do a lot of traveling that way, but I feel like we're going to be discovering points of where temples are that lead underground in different, er- different areas of the map. Um, so I could totally see that being a place of, a, a route, a direction they're maybe going to go with this. Um, you know, I'm curious to see, like, you know, how much has this, is, what what landscapes is are underneath the surface of Zelda from past Zelda games? Because according to our records, this is like the latest Zelda game in the whole freaking timeline. And we're talking thousands beyond thousands of years. So I'm curious if, like, there's just, like, ruins from old Zelda games that are underground at this point you know just from the landscapes of th- how things have changed and maybe that's why ganondorf is underground like maybe this is a ganondorf from a long time ago i don't know again that's why this is a predictions episode but um talking about the hooks um i actually don't think link's going to use um i don't think he's going to use the runes at all um that he had with the sheikah slate i don't think he'll even have a sheikah slate um because you look at the trailer, it's all focused about his hand. Um, his, there's something going on with his hand. Um, and uh, it was like a what, like a green glow or something. I think there's going to be something screwed up with his hand. And I think his hand, along with his sword, is going to be like an extra source of... Like, that's the hook. They're going to use whatever magical <clears throat> power he gets with his hand. That's what they're going to use for him. Going back to what Josh said about Zelda, everyone wants Zelda to be a, a playable character. I could give or take it. She has the slate. I think she has the slate in her hands when they're looking down there. Um, and she had the, the she had the Sheikah slate in the memories of Breath of the Wild, you know, a link in it. So I could see us having to like do two different tasks, like with Link and with Zelda. Um, like two different story bits and I could see mm. Zelda, you can actually controlling her, but she has the runes and you have to travel, which is that familiarity from the first game. She, maybe just, she doesn't have a sword obviously, but I could see them somehow utilizing that. Um, so I think we will have a combo of where you get to play some bits as Zelda um, and some bits as Link. And um, maybe that's in temples. I don't know. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like certain Kind of like what Josh was referring to back in the old Zelda game. In the temples, you would go back and forth between Zelda and Link to to maneuver. I could easily see them doing that with this. But yeah, I do think Link is not going to use the runes. I think something, whatever's happened to his hand, is going to be the new hook uh, in his hand to replace the, the Sheikah Slate. Because that's what Nintendo loves. Nintendo 
even though like Majora's Mask used the same framework as um, as Ocarina of Time, um, it had the hook was in the masks. That's what made it unique was those masks. And um, I don't think Nintendo would just want to do the exact same thing. They're all about the gameplay. What makes us extra fun? Sure. Why not do something crazy with Link's hand? <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, that's kind of where I'm, I'm feeling with that. What do you guys I, think? To bounce off of that, actually, for a minute, that, that kind of gave me a, a thought. And I, again, there's this kind of going off of nothing I feel like we've seen. But perhaps like you could play as them both, but one's going to be, say, Zelda's more like puzzle-focused oriented or something. Mm-hmm. And Link, Link is more combat, something to that yeah. extent. Or, or, or like one is in the dark world. And the other is in the normal world. And what this one does over here is going to affect what happens over in this world. Something like that would be cool. Cool, actually. Yeah, even from a story standpoint, like, I don't want to read too much into it, but like the Zelda with the shorter hair and it calls back to, like, in Breath of the Wild, the story glint looking at the princess struggling to come into her power, you know. She, she wants yeah. to find her role, wants to find her place, and she feels inadequate. What? She has that power. She's cut her hair. She feels confident. She's this ind- warrior princess really coming into her own destiny. She feels in control, and something happens, and she has to feel inadequate and realize that that's not what it's all for. It's not going to get her through this. Mm. That. <laughs> That's uh, that leads for very interesting story bits. Um, hmm. I what you said about to feed off what you said, Eric, about like you want more of an intimate story. I mean, I, that's really I do want that. My biggest complaint with the first game was I didn't feel like this. I felt like the story was pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with, with the memories, the memories it, it just everything was just kind of choppy and loose, loose ends, and um, I really that's my that was my biggest disappointment outside the music. I didn't really feel like it had a very good soundtrack um, as a whole from what we've gotten from, from past Zelda games, um, which, you know, is going for something different. Um, but, uh, you know, I think um, I want a deeper story. I want stuff exactly. I, I'm glad you said Majora's Mask because that's exactly what uh, I think. I think we've talked about before, Josh, like we want that, you know, like I'm sad that we don't, we've never had a, another game with Majora as the villain. I, I think that would be yeah. freaking awesome to bring him back. Maybe he is in this game. Who knows? <laughs> Anything's possible. Who knows? Yeah. If, if we got something, just anything similar to the same vibe, I would be thrilled. Oh, man. Well, it, um, you know, in Majora's Mask, what was really cool about that game was that the characters, yeah. um, everyone you had to get masks with, like, everyone had their own story. And as time moved every day like those you could follow each and every character and they did something in their path um and like literally the last mask you get like one of the last ones you can get is that love story between that boy and and um the end lady and it's really yeah if you really look into it it's not a kid's game it's actually very very sad i mean and depressing like they're they get married, spoilers, <laughs> literally like minutes before their death. They get married and they're going to just hold each other and die. And it's like, I want stuff like that back in, in this Zelda game. I want, who knows what characters will be in it. Um, but like you said, it kind of can segue here us into what, now that we have Hyrule Warriors coming out with more an in-depth story of a prequel, 
we're seeing characters for the first time that we didn't know existed, and I'm I'm putting money on it. I think this game is going to have some connection links, yeah. no pun intended, <laughs> to Breath of the Wild 2 that kind of like fills in gaps that like, whoa, okay, <laughs> so what is this to this? You know what I'm saying? Like this mysterious character uh, yeah. that, that we, we were introduced to just a couple weeks ago. Like, who is that? And maybe that character has more to do with what how Breath of the Wild 2 happens. The fortune teller, I think, of what people think it is, but... Yeah, there is talk about, um, they mentioned in Breath of the Wild, there's this fortune teller that forewarned them of, you know, Hyrule uh, being besieged by, uh, you know, just Ganon calamity coming again. Um, And whether it is a character um, who is being a bit of a puppet master pulling strings to get the resurrection of Ganon to happen by spreading rumors on both sides, you know, and and causing them to dig up these, you know, these giant, uh, you know, Mechs, uh, maybe? What, what's the yeah. word I'm looking for? Titan is not the right word. Um, divine beast. Yeah. Beast. Digging guardians. up the, oh, the, the guardians divine and the beast, divine yeah. beasts, you know, and, and that was all part of the plan to, so that Ganondorf or Ganon would have an army when he came to power um, that could be that, or it could have been actually just innocent, like fortune tellers saying, "Hey, these bad things are going to happen." But I, I wonder if there's someone that's, that's pulling the strings on both sides. Um, when I saw that reveal of that that character, that mysterious person working with the Yiga clan, a lot of people are trying to link that to like maybe the mm-hmm. fortune teller. Um, when I first saw him, I'm like, "That's Aganim, Aganim." Um, you know, that's that that type oh, of character. So cool. like, you know, that that also yeah. touches on a dark world. Um, and that's linked to the past stuff. And I have not played Link Between Worlds, um, but a lot of people are saying that it's um, that it's that villain from that um, what has the the gem on his forehead and uh, Yuga. Yuga. Yeah, that's that's something that someone's linking to there. Um, and it'd be interesting to see some of these characters, like in any three of these characters. I don't know much on the story of Yuga or Yuga on what he does, um, but I know that you know Aganim and Vati. Uh, are interesting. I, I, we've never seen a case where Vati is working with Ganondorf. I don't think. Now, I felt like there was something there, but I think in Force Swords or he, something. You know, they're they're very remember. much different entities of of, yeah. of their, wanting their own power and stuff. So, um, so I don't know if it's going to be a Vati thing. If it's going to be you know Minish related. Um, I don't see them going Minish, but it'd be interesting to go through Hyrule, make it even bigger by going tiny. That would be <laughs> insane. <laughs> but I can't even imagine like something like that, like a, a Breath of the Wild world, like you know, quadruples in size. Exponentially, <laughs> yeah. It could take six months to traverse <laughs> from one side to the other, but yeah, that'd be so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, initially my thoughts were like you know going underground. Um, maybe there's a whole world underneath. You know, where these. Um, these shrines popped up from maybe and they did a bunch of excavation. Uh, maybe there's something down below subterranean. Um, we don't know. And, and this could all be stuff that's could explore. Once we get down there, we'll see like, Oh yeah, you know, the whole world was flooded at some point in time. So there's all these cities and stuff that were buried, um, you know, and there could be like mm. touches on wind waker. And this could be something that ties in a lot of the Zelda lore and kind of points to kind of a, spotty roadmap to like the past eons basically this the way this timeline is going 
Um, but I'd like to see how Hyrule Warriors drops hints at the next sequel. I think it's going to feel very similar to Metroid, um, where we're getting hints of... Mm-hmm. We've had two Silex m- mentioned now uh, in two different games, two different endings. Um, there's also a mention of, like, of these uh, mm-hmm. other Metroids... Or, sorry, these other Chozo, um, Mysterious Chozo, and another Metroid game. So there's kind of these these ideas uh, of other characters, you know, being at the forefront. So it'd be kind of cool to see like these hint of these characters making a comeback in Zelda series. Um, and yes, yeah. um, that obscure character like Silex, you know, from Metroid prime hunters uh, coming into the Metroid prime like line of things is, is about what you'd see between a link between worlds mm. and Yuga coming into, you know, th- this breath of the wild scene mm-hmm. um, kind of, kind of a out there call, but also kind of really cool idea uh, to see, especially if there is a low rule, you know, and there's some kind of line drawn there. Um, it's, it'd be interesting. Like, low can rules. you imagine a low rule uh, breath of the wild? <laughs> Love it. Um, I was actually thinking, do you think we'll see any hint of the trap force at this point? Because that's something that has always been a big mainstay for the most part. But Breath of the Wild, like, didn't go there at all. Um, so it makes me wonder if they're thinking about tying in more of the, you know, overall Zelda lore, if that will come back into play in some form. Especially if Ganondorf himself actually makes a return in some. I hope so. I really do. That's That's one thing that irked me. I'm glad you said Gandalf because it brought back what I was going to say. Um, it really, that's what irked me most about the game is I guess I'm a traditionalist when it comes to some things. And like, I just, Breath of the Wild really, mm, they left out so much about what makes Zelda Zelda. And um, to me, that again, that's part of it is like the music. Like, I think, I think of great music when I think of Zelda. And this, that first Zelda game was more. That wasn't what they were going for, obviously. You know, they were going for more atmospheric, light-sounding things. Um, uh, so I would love to see that improved. But like, yeah, you mentioned the Triforce. Like, I want to. I don't want things to feel like, like you have hints of like, oh, like the founding grounds of where this is like where Skyward Sword took place. You know, when they came down onto the land <laughs> and like you had that whole area. And, like, I want more just concrete, like, this represents this from the past Zelda games. Not, like, a hint, not, like, an, an odd, or what is that, an ode, yeah. what do you call it? An ode to an something. Um, an odie. Yeah. You, you know, they, they felt like that's what they tried to do. They were just trying to do that for a bunch of different Zelda games. I really would love to have some concrete stuff, just like that moment in Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, you have to go through the Lost Woods cool. and you find the old Temple of Time. Yeah, that was like, cool. Literally, from Ocarina of Time. And this has been hundreds, if not thousands of years. And this place has been has vegetation over it. And I think that's what was supposed... I think that was supposed to be the Temple of Time on yeah. in Breath of the Wild, the same one. You, know? you can tell. Yeah, so like... I want that same thing. It was with yeah. other Zelda games and this one, you know, and uh, I think that would be really cool. And that includes including the Triforce and engaging with that more. And and Josh, they very well may do that with Ganondorf being back. Um, my question was, um, do you think Ganondorf is going to be this redead image, or do you think the Ganondorf is going to be more of a um, 
more of a like he's going to like get his youth back and look like the Gandorf we always know. Or maybe that's part of the story. Maybe he's like trying to get his youth back and he's got to kind of like the mummy. He's got to kill people to get his, his youth back. You know what Gosh, I'm saying? Gosh, he went there. I was, I've been seeing Tangled with my daughter. I was totally on a different train of thought. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I really do think um, that we are going to see a Ganondorf restored at some point in the story. Um, and it, I'd love to see a Breath of the Wild version of Ganondorf. It'd be really cool to see. Yeah, I, I'm torn. Because it's so cool to have this moment where you walk into a temple, you recognize the temple, there's a huge arcing musical moment, you find the Triforce. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. Mm-hmm. My question, like I question. Do you feel like mm-hmm. Nintendo has kind of written themselves into a corner mm-hmm. where there's an impossibly tight balance they have to strive for between satisfying all the old references while trying to do something new? Because I, um, I, I only say that because I don't think that's um, going to be Ganondorf. I think they're going to try and put a new character out there, but I wonder if it's going to land the same or be different. I don't know. Oh. That would be a twist. I, I could, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see that. I, I feel like with this whole with Breath of the Wild in general and the whole world they're building around it, from what little bit we've seen of the new Hyrule Warriors, it's it's its own world almost. It's its own entity, almost separate from the rest of Zelda. Not completely, but it definitely has its own feel. So I, I could almost see them doing that, uh, especially considering with Breath of the Wild, thing, Ganon like was just <laughs> sort of this big floating thing. Like he wasn't much more of a character than he was in the original Zelda. You know, um, it, almost like he's just that yeah. big pig again instead yeah. of the man. Um, I, I, maybe I'm just saying it more out of a being a longtime fan. I would personally like it to be yeah. Ganondorf. But, and it, it, it looks sure, like yeah. it could be, you know, some of the features, but it. It it could be something. It could be the the character in the uh, trailer for Howard Warriors. For it all we know, might not even be a Ganondorf figure like everybody's speculating. It could even be actually Ganondorf returning to his original form and you know what he was mm-hmm. before that in Skyward Sword, which was demise. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and that and the demise yeah. is or Ganondorf Ganon. His line is the spirit of demise. You know. Curse, basically. Right. Um, it'd be interesting to see them make that. You know, that's a very husked out skeletal demise that they're bringing back. Yeah. Um, that would be kind of a cool twist. Um, it um, would be nice to fight demise without motion control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without this yeah. part, yeah, you had to be there. Yeah, you had to be there. <laughs> I liked it all. <laughs> you can't see me. Um, no, you know, that's an interesting theory. I didn't think that it w- I mean, I just kind of assumed it was Ganondorf. Um, it'd be interesting. It's, it is kind of weird how, like, why is Ganondorf, why is that image the one that's always reincarnated, I guess? Um, you know, like, why couldn't it be somebody else that still takes on the spirit of Demise but looks differently? You know, I never thought about that. He's kind of not, though, because Ganondorf, I think, first pops up in Ocarina of Time, like yeah. chronologically anyway. And then the timeline yeah. splits and Wind Waker, he dies. And then Twilight Princess, I, I guess I'm spoiling some more games. I'm sorry, but he dies again yeah. over there. So he's dead on both those timelines. 
but he doesn't he hasn't popped back up in either one of those timelines after that. Um, at least as Ganondorf does pop yeah. up in that Twilight pr- Princess timeline, but like four sorts yeah. of adventure and stuff. But it's just right. Yeah, right, but it's just Ganon. The man's dead. Maybe interesting. <laughs> so we're kind of <laughs> dancing around like Ganon, Ganondorf returning. Um, what kind of enemies do we want to predict coming back? You know, there was a lot, a lot absent from Breath of the Wild that I was really disappointed in. And so, like, what, yeah. what would you hope to see? Like, what is your, like, number one pick you'd like to see come back to this, the Breath of the Wild world from the Legend of Zelda series? King Dodongo. <laughs> Giant lizards. We didn't have any of them. I mean, we... Not really, did we? No, not really. I mean, really? if you want to yeah, count... Lizards, I mean, but if not you want to count, no. count the uh, yeah, divine beast not that. as a lizard, but that's not really quite the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, they were just absent, absent from the game, and I thought that was odd. Um, maybe, maybe I feel like Erica, he kind of hinted at something. Uh, so I know, I, are you saying, like, did, did Nintendo back write themselves into a corner? Uh, you know, they kind of have, because they come out, with the, they acknowledge the freaking timeline. Like, they make a timeline, they make a timeline. <laughs> they've said, oh, yeah, we, we've, uh, we have three different timelines, you know? We have a plan. And really, I think it's the fans <laughs> fueled it um, way back when, and Nintendo ran with it to make money off of it, and because it is fun to connect them, and I love that. Like, that's what made me love fall in love with this series was how they all connected the games, and um, I think that they just didn't think about it when they originally started, and it's something that they tried to stitch together themselves, and... Um, the issue with this one is that they took elements from all the timelines that are have only until this game had only been in those certain timelines, and um, my mindset was maybe there was like a merger, something that happened that brought all the timelines back in one alignment, um, or it's Nintendo. Maybe to Eric's point, maybe this is a whole new timeline, <laughs> maybe there's a fourth timeline in there that yeah. happens and. Um, this is just another timeline that they'll be able to write off or these events happen because of this and who knows. Um, but you know, to your point, Eric, I do think that Nintendo has written themselves back into a corner and it's kind of hard. They like to focus on gameplay and story and then like, yeah, we'll figure that part out later, which. Yeah. Maybe enemies could be one way of shaking hands with tradition. I have a couple quick thoughts on enemies. First. Yeah. I want re-deads back. I want some mm-hmm. kind of creepy mm-hmm. undead thing that grabs you. You can't move. There's yeah. a weird screaming yeah. sound effect. How about the chicken wing enemy? The chicken wing enemy. <laughs> From the, spirit, the Shadow <laughs> Temple. I want yeah, the well. hands coming down the from well. the ceiling, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. also, my more my thought is I would undead members of the races. So, like, you come across an underground mm-hmm. Goron city, and now you have to fight, like, zombie Gorons. <laughs> Ooh, or you come across like a subterranean water chasm, <laughs> and now there's undead Zora you have to fight, like stuff like that. Like, are uh, we all, ooh, that's creepy. Yeah. Are we all in pretty <laughs> much agreement this is going to be a darker are we all, story? A darker don't story like that. Are ooh, we all in creepy. pretty much agreement this <laughs> yeah. is going to be a darker story, a darker that, timeline, basically, uh, idea? Um, so, I, think, I think so, um, yeah. I think this is my number one complaint about Breath of the Wild enemies missing uh, was the uh, Skulltalus. 
I absolutely love them. I always think of them as a, you know, a Zelda staple, and they just were completely absent from this game. It's like, oh, they would have been so cool to try to find the golden ones throughout this, you know, this Hyrule. And I'm sure that that was probably an early development idea was that instead of the Koroks doing like Skultulas. But um, I was just kind of disappointed they weren't there. Well, you know, I mean, all the, the the enemies you guys keep bringing up that they seem very creepy. And again, that trailer, they just led us to believe that a lot of stuff's going to be underground. I mean, in taverns and, um, you know, all these characters would could fit really well into underground. You go underground in the Goron area. Well, what if there are re-deads? Ganondorf looked like a re-dead in, in that trailer. And... Uh, what you know? What if his mist? Because he had all that mist coming right from him, and that was like seeping out. And maybe that is what's called that mist. Still, is like part of the calamity, and is what is the the main source of what's causing evil afoot. That makes them come down and look for the source of the, this evil in the first place. You know, so ooh, that's good, guys. Josh, what about you, man? Any enemies you want to see brought back? Something that's not creepy, I guess, just sort of as a throwback, is like the the, Dick, the Deku scrubs. I never say that word right. I've always said it different. But anyway, um, you know, just, just all of the, the Deku, um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, everything around that, the scrubs, the yeah, tree, all of that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it just kind of felt like a lot of stuff was missing outside of the Koroks anyway. Just something a little random. <laughs> I'd like to see my some witches. We never saw any witches in Breath of the Wild, did we? Twin Rova? Oh, Twin yeah. Rova would be uh, awesome to see again. Yeah. See them. Yeah, those two are like Ganondorf's surrogate <laughs> mothers, weren't they? Yeah. So I wonder how that would <laughs> tie into that. They're probably far dead. I mean, dead, it would but, be cool to see yeah. like, somehow witches <laughs> tied into an open world atmosphere and you get chased by a witch or something. You have to figure out what to do. That would be cool. That would huh. be cool. Oh, and there's no werewolves either. either. Oh, yeah, werewolves. Haven't seen those in a while. Werewolves are the skeleton dudes that come up at night when the sun go moon goes down. Yeah, the, the Stolfos. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. not true. There were skeletons in the in Breath of the Wild. I take yeah, there were. There were. The the the, the, the that were skeletons, they had the... Yeah, yeah those did come back, <laughs> um... But, you know, that's something that we'd like to see. I guess that is kind of the same thing. That is the Breath of the Wild equivalent of what we saw in Ocarina. Um, would you guys have any any desire to see a P-hat come back? Yeah. Um, I think that's probably my least. I thought about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't. P-hats are those plants I don't need in Hyrule. It, you know, in Ocarina, the, in the Hyrule, and also in Majora's Mask. The spinning blade plants, like, like kind of like a pineapple with blades on the end of it. Oh, yeah. No, we can forget those exist. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> they got the little... I anyhow. forgot all about those guys. Those guys... Um, are, <laughs> I don't even know why they're there. Oh, they're beautiful. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> we need the random holes. Uh, down the caverns, I hope we find some, like, random cows, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Underground cows. Like, <laughs> When you fall in a hole, yeah. like, why is there a cow down here? And, and now you, you can kill leave. it and cook it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, gosh. Do we think there's any chance at all they're going to see some of these other villains pop up or even hints of them, like, you know, with, uh, what's his name, Zant, 
uh, that type of style, maybe an evil Twilight character, um, maybe, you know, Majora, we'll see a Majora entity, Happy Mask Salesman, are we going to see that guy? You know, that would be awesome. That would be interesting. Huh. I would I love masks. to see Majora in particular, but I feel like you couldn't bring someone like that back without a big fanfare. Like, they, they couldn't just make a quick cameo to go back and focus on the real villain, like, as one of the bosses or something. You could probably mark off, you know, Majora's Mask as an option just because it was DLC mask that you could wear in Breath of the Wild. But you know, then again, they could just say, oh, you know, that wasn't so was canon or something. DLC, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I think Majora might be an unrealistic expectation to have, but probably won't happen. I think something <laughs> more within the realm of possibility would be a yeah. new version of Dark Link that you have to fight. I think that could be in play. Interesting. Yeah. It would be yeah. really cool to see him back. Um, you know, that's my favorite, uh, favorite skin in, uh, or in Smash Brothers dark is to be the dark version. Link of any version of Link. So I'd be game with that. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's really it's really hard to bring Majora back uh, simply because the the stories were so separate. I mean, it wasn't even in Hyrule. You know, it was a completely different yeah. lands. Um, I, as much as I want them to, I would love for them to revisit that. Uh, I would love to see Majora somehow come back. And you got to think. Yeah, I think the events of Majora's Masks and the events of Breath of the Wild, like they're, you know, thousands of years apart. You know, so um, mm-hmm. who knows where that mask is? You know, now in in the in the Zelda universe. But um, I'd like to see happen. I I do agree with Eric. I don't think we're going to see anything of Majora in this. Um, you know, seeing someone like Xan, the closest I think we're going to see is I think that fortune teller guy is going to somehow still be around or resurrected and brought back and um i think that's what you're going to see is like kind of like ganondorf's little handyman like his his like bowser's kamek cooper you know <laughs> you know what i mean koopa like that is going to be his little guy who, who he uses to bring himself back and then kills off because he doesn't need him anymore yeah. basically <laughs> Um, I, I think maybe to kind of wrap up some of my thoughts, um, I just I think a lot of us, at least speaking for myself, sort of want that that weird yeah. dark story again that we've seen every once yeah. in a while again, akin to Ocarina to Majora, things like that, where they've set the they've set the tone, they've set that world, that land. Now, now I want them to to you know get a little weird with it, creep me out a little yeah, bit. <laughs> Could you just imagine in such a vast world and like you're being stalked by some figure creature and they could just go wild with the story. Now it would be amazing. I would, I would love yeah. that. I'm hundred percent on board with that. So I guess overall, it just kind of seems like we were predicting something very dark, very weird. Um, we're hoping that they kind of dip back more into like Zelda traditions with like elements that they bring back to this game that weren't there in the, in the last one. And um, we're, we want to. We just want a deeper story. Like we want a story that is just more <laughs> fulfilling. Doesn't leave me with questions or leave me still hungry. You know. Um, One thing I really liked. It brings up a good point with the story. Like it, it ended off on a sour note. A bit of like that's it. You yeah. know, with oh, with uh, Breath of the Wild. And but then <laughs> that, like yeah. to know that there was a sequel. And I wonder if it was always planned for there to be a sequel. 
and there'd oh, be a continuation probably. of that story. Like, but people didn't really know that or didn't have any hints or anything. So, you know, it's really cool to see that there is more story. Like, that wasn't the end. It kind of ended, ended off on a sour note, and this is kind of picking back up and, you know, like, going on into more story. And I think as a whole package with the prequel, Breath of the Wild, and its sequel, all of it t- telling this really long story, it's just going to be epic um, once we get the full picture. And I like mm-hmm. that Breath of the Wild was not the full picture, and a lot of people thought that that wasn't great, but it was worth telling it that way so that when you actually get to experience the whole three-part epic like it'll be just an amazing package all tied together Uh, super quick story i have a 16 year old nephew and last Mm -hmm. like maybe a year and a half ago he finally got a switch and he got breath of the wild and for the past like 18 months all he does play breath of the wild like, he's obsessed with it. He loves it. He looks up all the glitches, and he can speed run it, like, all this stuff. And so he's a newer fan. He doesn't realize that Zelda can be a story-rich, like, really a game in that way. So I, I, I cannot wait. That's sad. I can't wait for his That's mind sad. to be blown. Like, he's, he is going to love the sequel, whatever mm. happens. But, like, for him to realize, oh, my gosh, there is some story here, like... These characters have more to them. That's uh, I'm excited for them. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That's exciting for me. Yeah, I love to just see other people experience something that we have before, and for the first time, it's it's really enriching. Um, that's really cool. Um, uh, yeah, you know, overall, I think that's just kind of what we're hoping for is a more rich story at the end of the day, something that really just fills us. Um, makes us satisfied you know um with what they're with what they're trying to do um Um, i did want to ask do we think there's going to be any kind of power-ups um like traditional zelda like with the dungeons there would be traditional like items that you would get instead of the runes um are we going to get more of a traditional zelda experience or is it going to be more of the open world still you know that hand i'm telling you if if this just sounds so out there but if that hand you look at the artwork that they had. Like they had some crazy artwork ideas for Breath of the Wild. Like they, they <laughs> yeah, had him with a guitar once. They had him with aliens. You know, like I could yeah. totally see this hand being <laughs> kind of like a transformational item. You know, uh, I don't know. Like that hand. Maybe when you go through the, if they have temples and you go through temples, maybe that hand acquires some kind of new ability. To unlock feed a new back finger. into the old Zelda games, you know, um, yeah, you know, like the hand now can like help you climb better up walls or certain areas, or maybe like gives you like a a thrust on the ground if it like can hit really hard or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it bounces you up. I don't know. Um, I could see something like that, maybe. <laughs> okay, you've just opened up a whole another can of worms. What do we think <laughs> they're gonna do with Amiibo? <laughs> uh, they're going to re-release all the old ones, and they're going to have a whole new line just for this game of brand new Zelda Amiibo. <laughs> because they only care about Zelda, apparently, when it comes to Amiibo. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple of Metroid, but, you know, Zelda's where, where they put most of their stuff. Oh, my gosh. They released so many when Breath of the Wild came out. I bought them all, oh, yeah. too. Yep, Every yep, I finally got them all. It took me a while. Toon Zelda was my last one. Hmm. Well, um, 
Yeah, I guess that's just kind of, that's just kind of rounding out our our predictions for this. You know, we could be completely way off, and we'll find <laughs> out. I I bet. Uh, I guess you know maybe one last prediction here, guys. When do you think this game's actually going to get here? Honestly, when do you think this game is going to show up? Um, I think it's going to be holiday s- next year. Personally. Holiday next year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Uh, same thing, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to make it probably around that November time okay. or so next year. Eric, Hopefully. You, man? you know what? I hate to be bold. It says holiday 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, it could be 2022, but I would say no later than that. I, I would say if assuming everything goes according to plan. I mean, we don't know how much yeah. COVID has impacted it. We don't yeah. know what else is next year. Sure. Sure. But I think if everything goes smoothly... Holly 2021. Um, I think you guys can call me nuts, but I think we will get a Switch Pro, and they're just going to do a re a second launch, just like they did a Switch Pro. I think it's going to come middle of the year, um, spring to early summer. Maybe not in that. What was it? Was it February when the Switch originally came out? February, March, February, March, March. Yeah. Um, March. I can see them maybe more like April or May-ish um, because of COVID stuff, but I think it's going to come out with the Switch Pro um, earlier in the year and just be the, the hot topic that everyone's talking about when nothing else is going on in gaming. So that's what I I'm, think is going to happen. I'm curious if they're not going to do a Switch Pro with Breath of the Wild 2, mainly because I think that in order to give a justified boost to a revered system like they launched breath of the wild with the switch you know like that was mm-hmm. a huge boost to zelda not that it needed it but i think that launching a pro system along with metroid prime 4 would be a huge system seller and and also but not just that but a huge metroid seller to bring up the sales of the metroid series oh, and yeah. bring it breathe life into it have more people experience that i don't disagree no way <laughs> but yeah i mean it could come along breath of the wild too i, I just don't know if they'll have to to halt things or change things to upgrade, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 to a better spec switch. Um, I don't know. It, it's hard to say when they started that development process. I don't know if they've said anything in interviews or anything like that. But, uh, you know, w- we haven't, we can't rule out these other characters in Breath of the Wild 1, you know, showing up. Like, you know, you've got, yeah. um, uh, what is it, Robbie and... Um, um, her name is escaping me. Um, the o- old, old young chick. <laughs> um, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, can't, can't think of her name. Pura, Pura, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably yeah. see some, some of that and some probably more Sheikah stuff. Um, probably that one girl that uh, works with uh, Sheik, you know, is going to probably maybe step mm-hmm. up into her role as a Sheikah. We might see that, you know, there, mm-hmm. there's some characters that we can see, like, become a part of that from Breath of the Wild. I don't want to just discount, you know, just, you know, focus on Zelda and, and Link and the stuff that we know. But there's also these other characters that could play a part. Maybe even some of the the children or the successors to the the champions. Maybe they'll have some role here, too. Who knows? You know, I was actually going to say it, the Breath of the Wild 2 sequel might actually be um, very different from the first. Is I'm like, we're probably not going to see any Divine Beasts. No divine beasts at all. Um, if it if if it goes the route we're saying, I bet there's no div- really much di- uh, interaction with divine beasts, and I bet that the champions are barely mentioned either. Because at this point, this is they came back, they did their duty, they killed Calamity Ganon, 
Um, and they're done with that, you know? And there's That's no interesting, yeah. What are the champions going to be doing? There's just nothing? They're just on vacation now? Yeah, I think their souls are resting <laughs> in peace now, finally, you know? Yeah, finally. yeah. Um, so it could really just be a whole new situation. Um, heck, you go back to your redead thing. Maybe their bodies are turned into redeads, and you got to fight the champions on in the and, and they're the villains, you know. They're the villains, you know? see that'd be cool. Sure. <laughs> oh my! Oh, we just Nintendo we send us our checks in the mail, please. Like, no, please. Yeah, good material here. <laughs> good so, material. but um, <laughs> well, uh, I think that's that's pretty good, guys. Um. For this topic, uh, and uh, you know, our fans, guys, call, leave a voicemail on our hotline. We'll we'll leave the number here, or write us, email us. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts. What do you think? What do you think about our predictions? Do you think we're nuts? Uh, do you think we're spot on? Just communicate with us. Uh, we haven't been pushing that much lately, but we want to get that up, and and we want to interact with all you guys. So, um, but Eric, you're also here too uh, because you have your own stuff that you do on the side, and. Um, well, you and I, we interact on Twitter um, from time to time, and uh, you, my friend, have created your own video game, um, and I wanted you to just explain to us about that game, and where people can find you and stuff as well, and where it's, what it's coming out on, and what the game's about. Sure, I'll do a, as quick as I can, a little summary. Uh, I, I couldn't join in the earlier conversation about what I've been playing, because I've been busy making my own game instead of playing other <laughs> ones, so... <laughs> For it's for Windows PC on October twenty eighth. Small, cozy, strange little game. And it's about a spider named Webster who lives in a world with many flies. Too many, someone might say. So it's it's mostly a two D platformer like your classic Mario or Sonic. It's kind of in the NES eight bit style. No limited colors for the sprites and things. Uh, relying yeah. just as much on charm as gameplay, so you'll see if you try it out. But it's only three dollars. What what can really? What do you have to lose? You know. <laughs> but you can find me <laughs> on Twitter. My name is Eric Bailey, and if you go on Twitter and look for Eric Bailey, it's the one with the middle Victor. So Eric V Bailey. The game will be on Itchio, the indie game store. My developer page there is Tiny Bookshelf. So. Some mission of Eric Bailey, Tiny Bookshelf, Octobug will bring you anywhere in arena. It's yeah. cool. I see there's a release date trailer on YouTube, so I'll definitely have to check that yeah. out. It looks fun. Uh, you, do you have any plans to try to bring that to Switch? The short answer to that great question <laughs> is probably not. Um, if for some reason it truly does take off and I become the next indie darian, it can happen. There is a route it can go to get there, but it's not okay. one that's available to me okay. at this time. I will put it that way. So if, if you want it on Switch, okay. we got to drive up sales okay. and make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's drive up sales right, and make it happen, guys. It I mean, I would love to get it on Switch, and um, we have a, had other indie developers on our show, um, like our good friend Matt, and and who lives in Europe, um, and uh, I know that they're getting stuff on Switch, and um, you know, we'd love to help you out, Eric, as much as we can, and uh, you guys, see our listeners, hear it, you know, go get your PCs out and, and go check out this game. Um, and it sounds very interesting and fun. Uh, from the trailer I watched, it looked fun. I, I, I believe I would have a good time with it. I saw a cat paw. Um, <laughs> yep, there's, there, 
Yeah, there's cats in it. So just, it's a cozy little game. It's it's not going to be your next Call of Duty, but I think it'll make you smile. Yeah. That way. But also, guys, just thanks for letting me hang out tonight. I, awesome. I appreciate you staying up late, having me, letting me talk about it. a lot of fun. Oh, no problem, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah. And before we, guys, you know what? I, I have to just mention this before we close out. Um, I totally forgot to Radical Rex about one thing tonight. And that is, I got my first four figure Banjo Kazooie statue. Oh, it's like yeah. The biggest thing. It's like the biggest thing I have, and I didn't even say it. <laughs> um, yeah, I ordered two years ago uh, my Banjo Kazooie, um, the, the premium Banjo Kazooie statue. I never thought I'd pay money for a statue like this. And I did my payments over the last two years. years? Um, two year wait. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it took them a long time to make it. And then it took them forever for it to ship. Mm-hmm. It shipped from Han- Hong Kong on um, a giant boat and then was in Seattle and slowly moved its way across America over the last two weeks. And then um, my local FedEx stores kept delaying it and wanted a signature and kept missing me. And um, finally got here today. You know, what's kind of funny, too, is that, like, my girlfriend um, actually came over to my place to sign it for it um, in case it showed up. And um, she said that uh, they didn't even make her sign for it. They just (laughs) she just heard them there. The box was outside and, and the FedEx person was leaving. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> wow. So all this frustration. And it said on my app that someone signed for it. And she's like, I did not sign for that package. So someone lied. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing it was the driver. But uh, I got it. And it looks awesome. It, it's it, 400 bucks sitting on top of my stat, um, on top of my shelf in my bedroom. And my kids helped me. That was a cool memory I did to talk about kids. I, I let them... As scary as it was, I let a four-year-old and almost two-year-old help me unpack this $400 thing. Because you, you have to put a couple pieces together. But um, it was so cool. I made such a great memory with them. And I hope that, especially Riley, remembers it. Like, Riley started, like, she started humming the Banjo-Kazooie Spiral Mountain theme song. Oh, well. And, 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 the, and the intro That's song. Fun. And it was just like, that was so heartwarming. Mm-hmm. and. They were, they were, they loved it, you know. So um, I was very blessed for that. So I, I just had to mention. I normally would not do that since I forgot about it, but that's literally like the biggest thing I'm radical rexing <laughs> about with with this because it's today, you know. Definitely, so, so. good Definitely. fun moment. But um, well, uh, Josh, why don't you do our due diligence, brother, and and tell everybody where they can find us? Sure. So. We are all over social media, of course. So on Twitter, you can find us at at Nintendo underscore N-O-S. I can find us on Facebook at Nintendo Nostalgia. And also join the Facebook group over there if you get the chance. It is uh, the Nintendo Nostalgia group. That's a pretty great name, isn't it? I I don't know where I was going with that. So (laughs) um, Also on Instagram, we uh, will post there periodically as well. Um, As for myself... Usually on Twitter, it's the best place to find me at Whopper Seven Four Four Games, and uh, stream every once in a while. So there you go. Awesome. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a really fun topic for sure, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. And go uh, support Eric and follow him as well too. Everyone, have a blessed one. We'll see you next week. Bye. Later, Preston. Bye bye.